Hey everyone, I'm Alex Cantor. And I'm Lily Rosenthal. Welcome to our podcast, Hot Pastrami. We are coming to you from our favorite booth at Cantor's Deli here in LA. We're going to invite some of our friends to join us for a chat over some matzo ball soup and pastrami sandwiches. So join us for new episodes of Hot Pastrami every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts. See you soon. Bye. Hey everybody, Adam Ray for the About Last Night podcast. Happy Monday. Great episode today. Great weekend this weekend, by the way. If you were in uh, Fort Worth, Texas, which I think all of Fort Worth, Texas was, because the shows were were all sold out. So thanks for coming. Thanks for laughing. And uh, thanks to the table of 12 drunk people that wanted to try to fight me after the show on Friday. Um, there was a moment where I thought I was going to try to fight five dudes. And... Uh, and the owner of the club recognized that and was like, hey, Adam, I need you in the back for a second. I was like, cool, thanks. You have read the room properly. Um, man, it felt, uh, you know, look, they were drunk. I wasn't. So it was very calm and, and collected. And, uh, you know, trying to explain to them that, <laughs> you know, you guys are wrong. When you're drunk and being loud at a comedy club, you don't get to say, we were just laughing and having fun. You were so mean. Actually, I was super nice. And then finally, I had to kind of shut you down because the audience was getting restless that you guys wouldn't shut the fuck up. But uh, you know what? You can't win them all. You can't please everybody. But uh, I do want to give a shout out to this one guy who looked like he was from the movie Chips if they made it with porn actors. Um, and he got in my face and goes, I'm going to teach you something about life. And I was like, I just started laughing and it made him so angry. And then I got pulled away and I gave him a fist bump and said, thanks for coming, dude. Anyway, guys need those moments every now and then, you know, you swell up, you get almost to, to throwing down, but then you don't because obviously five on one, they would have beaten the shit out of me. Not even because of the numbers, but because there was one dude that was six, seven and bald and he was missing some teeth. And if you're an adult man and you're still missing teeth and you haven't actively figured out how to fill those gaps, not only in your mouth, but in your life, like you're looking to fight. So I'm glad I avoided that. <laughs> anyway, thanks for coming to the shows. Other than that, it was a blast. Today's episode, speaking of a blast, is with, uh, boy, somebody who has been a staple of the entertainment business for quite some time. Um, and, uh, you know, her beauty pageant beginnings is uh, shared on this podcast as well as her greek parents her howard stern appearances her her uh, hosting duties on access hollywood e and uh the today show she's been in movies and tv shows created a, the uh, network after buzz tv with her husband stories advice and uh and and giggles for days this was an amazing episode that we did at her place in hollywood uh i'm talking about maria menounos yeah, if you can spell her name, you win a free Slurpee from 7-Eleven. Um, she's just as sweet as you would imagine and, uh, and just so accomplished and, and uh, courageous. She had um, a really horrific traumatic health scare that we get uh, into quite a bit that is, um, will make you feel like you can handle anything if you hear the way that she dealt with this and uh, has powered through. Um, pretty inspiring shit. Um, Maria's a unbelievable individual couldn't be sweeter so funny and um and it was a, a a great chat you know it's it's awesome to have conversations with people that you're like i 
I hope they're as awesome as I think they are, and uh, she definitely is. So enjoy this episode, and uh, check out her podcast, Conversations with Maria Menounos, which is uh, segments, uh, the best segments and moments from her Sirius XM radio show, Conversations with Maria Menounos, uh, weekdays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific on Sirius XM. Follow her on Twitter and Instagram at Maria Menounos. That's M-A-R-I-A-M-E-N-O-U-N-O-S. I'm at uh, Adam Ray Comedy on Instagram and Twitter. Brad Williams Comic on Instagram, at Funny Brad on Twitter, at ALN Podcast on Instagram and Twitter, about last night, podcast.com for past and present episodes and ALN merch. And uh, of course, about last night, pod at gmail.com. Shoot us emails uh, with your favorite ALN moments, how you got the show, why you got into it, what you love about it, and we'll read them on air and give you a chance to win uh, some free merch. And this week's email comes to us from Dave McCatherine, who said, Adam, I just want to write and tell you. Again, how great you did last night at Hyenas Comedy Club, uh, which is last night. We came to the first show, and I don't remember ever laughing so hard. Thanks for talking to us after, making time for a picture, and redoing our handshake after you got a handful of fingers. That always makes for an awkward moment. Uh, I work at an oil and gas company, but I still take my dark, dark wing duck lunchbox to work, and I take my trapper keeper to meetings. Thanks for reaffirming that it's okay to be super nostalgic and a kid at heart, even as an adult. You're a master of your craft, sir. Keep up the good work. Dave McCatherine. Dave, you're the fucking man. Thanks for coming to the show and keep representing Fort Worth the way you do. Hit us up at, uh, with your with your address, bud, and we'll uh, send you some ALN merch. All right? Um, so many great apps coming up. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes, the Laughable app, Stitcher, Spotify, and uh, comment and rate the podcast on the iTunes page. It helps, helps us climb the charts, all right? Now that we've got the tour dates, Twitter handles, and merch info out of the way, sit back, relax, and enjoy a brand new episode of the About Last Night podcast with the one and only Maria Menounos. Well, the weekend's over, so it's time to chat about it. So the one thing that we cannot talk about, you said, is anal. (laughs) (laughs) You're starting there. (laughs) Well, no, just because. uh, Well, I was thought about the worst thing that you could ask, and so yes, yeah, that is like I mean, probably from top to bottom. Howard Stern. But and also, anal is one of those things I think, like anybody, you you could say is the worst thing to talk about. Like whether you're five or or fifty five <laughs> or ninety five, like nobody probably wants to talk about it. Meanwhile, I was with Howard um, two weeks ago, and I told him I wanted to judge prostate karaoke. Speaking of anal, <laughs> oh, wow, prostate karaoke. What is that? I mean, you don't know no. prostate karaoke. And I'm a diehard Stern fan. What's wrong? With you. I've never. What's pro, like? What? Do, you, do you do you have to sing while someone's checking your prostate? Yes, <laughs> and you can't have an inflection change. It's the most brilliant okay. radio you'll ever listen to in your life. I pulled over <laughs> on the side of the road and listened for an hour. It yeah. was unbelievable. So I was like. I want to judge this year. I don't want to see anything. I'd like to right. participate, quite honestly. <laughs> I, I love be karaoke. On the front end I mean, watching. Is there money involved? <laughs> it's a way to get a free prostate check. You don't yeah. have to go to the doctor. You guys should volunteer. Are we about that 
time where you need one? I mean, I'm, 36. 30, I'm 34, 36. I think 40, you start getting them every year. Okay. So, really? Uh, I thought you guys had to do it earlier. Why do we have to like do all this stuff <laughs> earlier and you guys don't? I mean, I feel like Ugh. with prostate karaoke, that's the <laughs> one way that I could hit that high note in the song Loving You. <laughs> <laughs> it's easy because you're beautiful. do 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 <laughs> it might be more of a scream than, yeah, a, yeah, than yeah. a harmony. Ah! <laughs> That's brilliant! So wow. I, so, did pro, what came first, carpool karaoke or prostate karaoke? I don't know. Yeah. Actually, I think prostate karaoke probably did. What about oh. prostate carpool? Like, combine them. Oh Is Corden listening well, to this? You, well, it would be very difficult. You'd need to like cut a hole in the seat and have somebody under the seat. <laughs> like it's a Muppet. Yeah. Kind of. I, yeah. I, I feel like we're writing our own episode of HBO's Real Sex. Yeah. Because it's just I'll always that the show weirdest back. thing that, it, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It, 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 it's never porn. It's never like stuff you're like, ooh, real sex. That sounds great. Do you remember the first piece of TV you saw that made you, like, at least get interested in it or thinking about being on it? Not sex, but TV. Oh, <laughs> thank you. We shifted. Okay. I was just thinking about real sex, and I was like, man, that show was so uh, in, uh, intriguing. So I'm just, I just was parlaying Favorite that into a transition. Show, okay, so a show that made me yeah. know I wanted to be in television? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't know why Dukes of Hazard kind of jumps out, but I always wanted to be Daisy Duke. I mean, um, those shorts. And I wanted to be Vanna White. Yes, I still want to be Vanna White. Uh, yeah, who doesn't want to be Vanna White? Get oh, paid to turn good around letters? Gig. Good it's got to be gig. a great gig. I interviewed her too, and I was like, well, I need to hear some dramatic story of her like fight to keep her job. Yeah. Right. Nothing. Or like, a struggle with like... She either doesn't want she like comes from that era where you just keep everything tight-lipped and you don't yeah. speak about those things or she really has had a perfect perfect life and i actually think she might have had a perfect life well i mean wow. they never that's a job where you because people are so fickle in hollywood and it's always about younger hotter all that yes guess. that's why i thought she would have a story right <laughs> like you think like she like blackmailed a producer or something and that's how she kept the job but no it's like no I, i've just kept it She's become a staple on that show yeah. without saying oh she yeah. she she says one thing in the end and goes thanks Pat like that like that's, that's all it. she says that's, that's it like, did you ask, did you ask her because I'd be curious if there are ever times like I don't know if she has like an improv background and she like something happened and she <laughs> went to blurt out something and they're just like you know what you do turn those letters and shut the fuck up you know what I'm saying like do you think I don't, I don't remember all I know is when I worked at Dunkin' Donuts I started at Whoa, thirteen great I used sentence. to memorize where all the donuts were and pretend to be Vanna White at work <laughs> and I was like oh what would you you like a, a, a honey dipped? Mm-hmm. Dang. Oh, you would like a chocolate frosted? Up oh, top So right. you would do mm-hmm. the no-look <gasps> donut pluck. Totally. <laughs> the no-look donut pluck. Which sounds ready. like something on the sex menu in Mexico. <laughs> like... <laughs> I'll take the no look donut, donut pluck. You're not ready for that. You haven't, you haven't graduated to that level yet. Win prostate karaoke and then maybe. Yeah. Uh, wait a minute. How long did you work at Dunkin' Donuts for? Six years, I think it was. Five or six years. It's a long time. Yeah. yeah. And then Multiple locations at one time. I'd go from one to the other to they the were other. Just this was in Massachusetts, yeah? I was busy. Yeah. Right back in Boston? Yeah. Yeah. In Medford and Somerville. Uh, Dunkin' Donuts is one of my favorite coffees, mm-hmm. and um, I'm pretty bummed. You know, I grew up in Seattle, so I had to drink the Starbucks. Oh, poor you! Crap. <laughs> uh, but but um, but Dunkin' Donuts is like really. Awesome. There's something about it too, like the energy when you walk in, like it just is bright. Like obviously all the pastries, yeah. but well, like that and just ordering a donut with a hard Boston accent just seems better. Yeah. You know, like oh yeah, uh, let me get a donut. Yeah. Hey, can like I just get a like small coffee and a. Yeah. And a buttercream donut. 
buttercream. The more yeah. R's you could throw in there, the better. <laughs> Did you like dealing with people? Was that a? Uh, yeah, I that was like your people. first taste of it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I used to memorize their orders so they never had to come in and order. I would see their license plate pop up in front of my window. And I was like, oh, he's small, cream, no sugar, and he likes a plain donut, and I'd have it ready. And Dang. I made more money in tips a week than I ever did on my paycheck. Well, of, that's the, because people, the fact. Yeah. When people say, like, oh, Maria Menounos, her, being an entertainment reporter, like, anyone can do that job. I want people to hear <laughs> you talking about working at Dunkin' Donuts. You know who says that? Vanna White. Yeah. After yeah. she said, thanks, Pat. She that, said that. That bitch. Uh, <laughs> but like, you went above and beyond what, you, what yeah. was required of you at a Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah. And I say, that's why we are doing this podcast in a amazing home. And not in the parking lot of the La Quinta Inn. Yeah. yeah. Be, because you had that work ethic that was even at Dunkin' Donuts. Did your parents install that in mm-hmm. you? Yeah. Yeah, my parents um, were immigrants from Greece, and mm-hmm. we used to clean nightclubs growing up in Boston. So all of the biggest nightclubs, we used to clean on a rotation. And mm-hmm. so 365 days a year, that means Christmas, birthdays, Jeez. Easter, what? Happy birthday, go clean up the vomit. We used to clean <laughs> people's vomit and heroin needles and rat poop and whatever wow and so my whole childhood from mm-hmm. all the way to 13 was in there and there was a main club called the channel and everyone went through there from the b-52s roy orbison like all those guys nice. wow. and um and we had to work together as a family so if, like on a holiday we actually wanted to get to my aunt's house mm-hmm. we had a hustle and so I would bring my roller skates and I would like have competitions with myself to see how fast I could time myself to put all the trash bags on the trash barrels and Wow. Wow. Yeah. See, like I love I love hearing that the young work ethic is then installed in you and that really never leaves you. No. Like as long as it's there, Mm-mm. it never stops. I mean, you've told me about some of the conversations you've had with your husband where I go, like, I want to look at you and go, you know you're rich, right? (laughs) (laughs) I had that conversation on the radio show this morning. I'm like, I still think I'm poor. I think I'm a poor girl. So I don't understand. Like, when I walk up my street, I'm like, whoa, I live here still 14 years later. No way. Every single day, I can't believe it. That's awesome. Yeah. Or at least I appreciate it is what I'm saying. I'm like, I don't take it for granted. I'm like, man, I'm really, really lucky. And you still, and you still hustle in that, like, because yeah. you don't want this to leave. You know, yeah. you know what it's like on the other side. Absolutely. So you're like, I don't want to go back. Like, the last thing you want is to be like cleaning nightclubs, scrubbing <laughs> nightclubs. Someone goes, nobody wants to go Are back. You Maria Menounos. Yeah. <laughs> like that's that's probably that's probably your nightmare. Oh yeah. yeah, Brad used to work at Hot Topic. I used yep. to play Wolverine at Universal Studios. Nice. We both have nightmares about having to go back to that. <laughs> like if comedy doesn't work out and we go and. Brad walks oh. back into Hot Topic and he's like, you guys, I know I what the can't sell. Are. I can't sell gauges to a, 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 a poor high school kid. No. Ever again. They will not buy it from you. Yeah. It, I mean, yeah, I worked at Hot Topic because all the other employees had uh, tattoos and piercings and gauges and weird color hair and they just looked at me like, dwarf, that's weird. <laughs> Can we put you on the shelf? Yeah, like that's kind of like, woo, how'd you do that body modification? I'm like, I don't know. Ask God. Oh <laughs> Ask God. That's the name of your next special. Yeah, Ask God. Um, <laughs> It'll play when, in the Midwest. Wh- how much of um, 
the business did you uh, just have uh, any experience or insight into living in and growing up in Boston? Like, did, did LA and it just seem so far away and like... It did. I, but I, from the time I was 13, I knew that's where I wanted to be. Whoa. And so I used to tell my dad, I was like, I have to start cutting the umbilical cord now. I don't know why I was thinking like that, but by 13, I'm like, I got to start prepping him. So mature. Because I knew that, you know, I was going to live his way till 18 and do mm-hmm. everything according to his way. Sure. But that someday I was going to need to go do my own thing. And so I used to be like, Dad, someday I'm going to move to L.A. And he, I would always wear ponytails. And he would take mm-hmm. my ponytail and be like, no. <laughs> and I go, yes. And he'd be like, no. And I'm going to be on TV. And I would tell him all these crazy things. Mm-hmm. And it, it was like. I don't know. And even growing up in the nightclub, I used to go up on stage and pretend to perform. Have no idea what I was doing, by the way. But I, I love that that was kind of, it set the stage for me in a sense to kind of dream because couldn't go any lower than cleaning up after everybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 And so I dreamed big and I did everything that I could. Every open door, every little fashion show, every, every opening I would, you know, crack in there and get in. And then... Um, Wait, fashion show, what do you mean? Like if there was performing? like a local fashion show or mm-hmm. like oh, okay. modeling something, whatever it was. Just some sort of like performing experience. Any baby anything. step I could get towards cool. however I was going to make it to this place in LA. Yeah. Um, I then, would meditate listening to the, you know, was it is it Dre that did the LA song? Uh, uh, or Snoop. I, oh, shit, oh, Ice Cube? Uh, Cube? Which one? Because <laughs> there, there was... I can't think of it right now. I don't know why yeah. I'm blanking. But like, did you know that you were going to do, did you know that you were going to do like acting? Did you want to be a singer? Did you want to be a, like, I wanted to do everything. Yeah. Everything. And I ended up doing a little bit of everything. Yeah. Fuck yeah. You've so, done a little bit of everything. I mean, is your album coming out? <laughs> I have one. Actually. Do you? I do, but I never released it. So oh. I, Kevin did that too. So, uh. um, we had an album we call, we dubbed it, um, smart pop. Okay. Because it was really, really like brilliant lyrics. A friend of ours, um, well, a bunch of our friends collaborated, but like our one super genius friend mm-hmm. did. It was like perfect for Lady Gaga. And in fact, it was like a Lady Gaga y thing before her because Kevin was like, we'll do costumes and makeup and no one will ever know it's you. And then you can have your anonymity still. Yeah. Um, but then I started working for the Today Show and Nightly News. And there's just no way to kind of make all those things happen yeah. at the same time. Yeah. Today's show is up at. 4 a.m., 3 a.m.? It wasn't even just the hours. Is yeah. Now I'm a broadcaster. Yeah, there's a right. When I was image. in the entertainment news, it was different. Now I'm looser. like doing entertainment news, but I'm also trying to be taken seriously in the real news. Mm-hmm. And that's another big dream of mine. So I was like, shoot, we got to shelve that stuff. So yeah. sitting wow. on a shelf still. I'm well, like, wow. should we release it on this podcast <laughs> right now? <laughs> what, what, yeah. what, what, was the, what was the single? What was the Great single question. from the album? What was it called? Shit, I wish I had it on my phone. Um, <laughs> we put some of it in Kevin's movie. Okay. Um, why everything is escaping my brain. Because, like, my favorite thing is that Jennifer Love Hewitt uh, tried to release an album, and, like, the hit single from the song was was called Let's Go Bang. <laughs> and it's because the bang was going to be the name of a new dance. No, God. But then it didn't. Well, that was on purpose, probably. And now it's just called Let's Go Bang. And yeah. it sounds like, oh, yeah, I, I, yeah, Jennifer Love Hewitt, Let's Go Bang. Like, it just sounds... <laughs> Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So I'm wondering it's if there that was like a single title. Yeah. So I'm yeah. I, you hit. know what? When this is over, mm-hmm. we'll pause. Okay. Okay. I will find something. I love that. <laughs> um, Wait. It, so and, and and fashion shows and all that uh, yeah. was uh, and and you did pageants, right? Yep. 
I did uh, Miss Massachusetts Perfect Teen. Whoa. That sounds, won that. That sounds like something you don't want to Google. It's just going to be a whole new category in Pornhub or something like that. <laughs> Miss Massachusetts Perfect yeah. Teen. What did is, you have to do to, yeah, to win Yeah, what was that? your talent? Okay, there was no talent. It was swimsuit, oh. evening gown, and interview. But this is where I crushed. Okay. Um, so in the f- top five... I remember getting my dress. It was like a $70 dress or something from like Filene's basement or something. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I remember them asking the top five or top six, um, uh, what's your most prized possession? Mm-hmm. And the first girl's like, my boyfriend. And the other girl's <laughs> like, my car, my this, whatever it was. Everyone had some material. And when they got to me, I was like, my dad's hugs because Jesus. and by the way it wasn't planned I wasn't like you Patrick's girl yeah it was just I literally my dad almost died a million times he was type 1 severe diabetic and oh, I had had to revive him and it was very Holy like shit. so I knew how precious life was yeah. at mm-hmm. 14 or 15 whatever I was and and I really genuinely meant it and all of a sudden everyone's crying in the room and then before I knew it I won <laughs> wow yeah, yeah it, it, tug at the heartstrings yeah. so the, the, I'm just envisioning you giving that answer and then all the other girls instead of feeling the emotion just went like that bitch yeah <laughs> like, yeah, yeah who was oh, her sh- coach yeah oh sh- she planned that you know and then the mom the, pa- sure. the pageant mom in the stands like looking at the I coach I told you going, to say hugs yeah, yeah. <laughs> I told you. I said your mother's love, but you had your to mother's say your love. Car. You had to say your car. Yeah. <laughs> this is why I said don't date Damien. <laughs> um, that's so funny. So yeah, so I did a bunch of things like that, and then um, and then I remember my cousin. My cousin used to be like, oh, I got this buddy out in L.A. Whenever you want to go out there, yes. you know, his name's Kevin. I went to high school with him, whatever, and I was like what a bullshitter. I didn't believe him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then one day he called me and I was doing makeup. I was a makeup artist at Chanel at Lord and Taylor in Boston. Whoa. Were you good? I was very good. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, he, he was like, Oh, that buddy of mine from California, he works at MTV. He's coming back to make his first movie. He's like, you should work on it. And I had like my mindset that that summer I was going to go to Spain. I was studying Spanish and I really wanted to immerse myself in the culture and become fluent. Okay. And I was like, uh, okay. So I met with him and that was it. I quit my job, worked for Kevin, and then my life took a whole other turn. Wait, when, when you say Kevin, is that husband Kevin? Yeah. Wow. What? Yeah. I was 19. I was in Emerson College. Yeah. And I went to work on his film. I made a list. I was like, I don't know how to produce a movie. I'm in broadcast journalism classes at the time. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know how to produce a movie, but I know how to do all of these things. And I wrote a list of all of my skills. And it was like, I can get free shit. My mar- parents can cook. Like, <laughs> I'm, I just kept coming up with things. And he was like, uh, this is producing. And I was like, cool. I can do, I can produce then. Then I could produce. So I started off as a PA and then... Um, On his movie? Fucked the director and then made it all the way up to producer. <laughs> That's, I mean... That, isn't that the typical work. Hollywood story? Listen, 20 years later, <laughs> yeah, yeah. it all worked out. Yeah, yeah. yeah but unlike... He the right guy. Oh, I'm yeah. kidding. I'm kidding. No, uh, no. But, That's not what happened, but no. eventually, yes, we yes, hook yes, up yes, and yes, eventually. we are married and... Yes, so whatever. all that, but... It's a fun way to say it. Fuck sure. yeah, it is. What was the movie? <laughs> It, it, I love making comedians laugh. That makes me happy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, because you've got a comics brain, though. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. Thank well, you're you. quick. Thanks. Yeah. yeah. And and I I know you're friends with a bunch of the Boston comics. Yeah. And you hang out with them. So yeah. And uh, also, if you make Stern laugh, 
Uh, Come on. Game over. Hilarious. Right? I know. Yeah. That's crazy to me. I love it. Is him. it bonkers to you or you have the same sort of poor mentality with that too where you're like, I, do you walk in and be like, I can't believe I'm here or is it so, so normal well, for you? Well, now, now it's like, it's different. Now I'm just, I'm terrified at what torture is coming my way. So I can't think of any of that. Mm. I, I He's so funny because we'll be in there and he has a twinkle in his eye and he is loving it. Mm-hmm. And I'm begging him, like, miming, help me, please stop, please stop, as if he's going to, like, have mercy on yeah. me. Yeah, and and, that just makes him want to feel the fire. Yeah, and yeah. I just, and I'm like, oh, God. And at the same time, I'm a fan, so I know it's hilarious, but at the same right. time, it's me, and I'm being tortured, and so. Which makes anyway. for a great interview. Yeah. Did, did you know going into the first time you even went there that, like, knowing that, all right, I want to be as open as possible because it's going to make for a great interview but no, also I, I was trying to figure out how I was going to block everything gotcha. and not be super honest and open yeah. and then I realized at some point that was too hard and so I just did and then I ended up going on a lot longer than he yeah. expected for the very first time oh and so it was good. I watched your first appearance the today chair yeah uh <laughs> I I watched it today because I wanted to prepare and it's funny because when you first walk in, you can tell Howard's just like, all right, so we got this hot chick coming yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Gary tells me it's, she, she, she's so hot, 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 hot. And, and, and he's just talking yeah. about your looks. And then you walk in, and he's still just talking about your looks. But then there's a moment where you it's see just. him sort of click like, oh, this, this, this woman's got a brain on her. I can talk to her. Mm-hmm. And then you see the questions literally change from like, who are you banging to like, hey, so how'd you get here? What's your, what, what's oh, your motivation? So cool. I haven't seen it back in a yeah. long time. Yeah, it, 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 was a, it was a weird thing to see where, because uh, where, you're Howard Stern. You, you see good looking women walk in your studio all the time. It, there, I'm, I'm sure there's very few times where he's been like, oh, cool, I can talk to you. Like, yeah. And I don't, I don't have to just... Uh, ask you sex questions although he still does ask you sex questions (laughs) oh yeah oh yeah did you guys hear my dad's episode no no I don't know how people miss this one so we went on um, uh, gosh three years ago with Mm -hmm. my cookbook okay and you know Kevin is like gosh Howard is such a mensch like he's totally putting me on for a friggin cookbook Mm -hmm. okay so he's like I gotta up the ante yeah. So all of a sudden, he puts my parents in an Uber, and my parents come to the studio, and I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> so he's like, Costa, you're going to go on the air today. And my dad's like, no, 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 Kevin. <laughs> Long story short, in the middle of the interview, Kevin brings in my dad. Oh boy. And I'm thinking, for sure, my dad, anytime Howard's going to ask him about anal or whatever he's going to ask <laughs> yeah. him, my dad's going to say, Howard, we don't talk about those things yeah. or something mm-hmm. like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Deflect. Oh, no. Oh, no. My dad went all out. <laughs> talked about threesomes, Asian women, all kinds of crazy things. My favorite song is Jennifer Love Who You. It's my little <laughs> Greek dad from the village who's been married to my mom his yeah. whole life. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Is this the first time you're hearing him like this? Yes. <laughs> uh, 
you, so <laughs> much of your life has been documented on that show. We're yes. Be, uh, the first time you hear, it, you got proposed to on the Stern Show. You, uh, you almost got married on it al- too. Almost got married on the Stern Show, and you heard your dad talk about uh, Asian prostitute threesomes for the first time. Like those are. Does that make you? Those are life moments. Look at him in a different light. Are you like he's no. cooler? Is it like? No, oh, I your don't. Parents are. They're we're all people, right? Yes. Yeah. So I think it's hysterical, but at the same time, in the moment, I was freaked out. <laughs> yeah. I lost my voice for a week because I'm screaming at the top of my lungs no. to drown my dad out, yeah. thinking I could overpower this yeah. microphone yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he's it was so he's like the fun time with the age, and you're like, ah, Howard, so this is fun. We're yeah. all in here. We should change topics. <laughs> I. Jimmy Kimmel emailed me and he was like, I fully believe I've listened to this multiple times. I fully believe that your dad would still be there right now if Howard kept talking and he'd still have more stories. And I'm like, I believe it too. I'm like, it's so It is kind of cool though, right? To like step back and be like, yeah. all right, my dad's like kind of a, like yeah. you already think he's so great, but then like those stories kind of My add dad some depth. didn't go to church for like a couple of months after that because he was so embarrassed. Aww. And then when he went back, he was literally a hero. Everyone was like, oh my God, that was amazing. <laughs> He thought he had ruined his life. Like, been that's so please cool. tell no me, way. made it please, better. Please tell me he's Greek Orthodox. Yes, yes, that's, yes. that's a little more serious. Yes, the fact that all those people are listening to Howard. Yeah, I, I love that. It was great. I, I, um, so you're out here doing that movie uh, with Kevin. When yeah. when does Entertainment Tonight come into the picture? So we wrapped the movie and worked on it. I think like a year. Oh, a bird just came in here. That's random. Can I be honest? I almost got taken out by a bird at a gas station (laughs) six months ago. So when a bird flies by even remotely close to the front of my face, a little bit of pee comes out. That was fucking scary. (laughs) Did you just pee on my chairs? No. That was was a joke. Expensive chairs? (laughs) Yeah. Shit, I didn't recover these ones. You said you were getting new ones. Not on these ones. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Those. You get, yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, I uh, I forget what we're talking about. Thinking Entertainment about tonight. And Entertainment birds. tonight. Yeah. Entertainment tonight. Yeah. So okay, so You're we on the worked movie. on the film. And what movie was it? Uh, it was called In the Land of Mary Misfits. It premiered at Tribeca. Nice. And then Kevin vaulted it. Um, but um, sometime in that period, one of the producers on the film was a PA at Channel One News. And okay. he called up and he said, hey, there's this opportunity. They're looking for, you know, TV anchors. And I'm like, I don't want to do that anymore. I'm going to be a film producer. Mm-hmm. And Kevin's like, no, you need to be in front of the camera. And mm-hmm. so we edited a reel Whoa. of my uh, footage from college. And I was 40 pounds heavier at the time. Because you were a reporter in college, right? Like you were. Yeah, I did. I studied broadcast journalism. And yeah. then I added film in as well. And so we put a reel together and sent some current shots because I had lost all this weight and got the job and we moved to LA. Wow. And then worked for Channel One for like two years and then Entertainment Tonight uh, called and I went over there. And just that that simple where, I mean, it's that simple, but they just call and say, hey, who's your your girl that, who's that Maria girl? So I had the great fortune of working with some great people. So Derek Shore was one of the anchors on Channel One at the time. Mm -hmm. We sat next to each other. And he had an agent at William Morris. And he was super kind and shared this agent with me. Mm -hmm. And so we worked together. And uh, I I believe he must have put me up. He must have known they were looking for somebody. Mm -hmm. And then they... 
where like come in and audition. And so I auditioned for, oh, I was auditioning for E.T. on MTV. Yes, that's what it was. Okay. And so um, I went and auditioned and then Linda Bell Blue came out and she's like, honey, what do you think about doing the big show too? <laughs> and I was like, sure. Uh, Those people always stereotypes of like the big time producers. Like, yeah. you got spunk, kid. Yeah, it was something like that. And then what was crazy was when I was at Miss Teen USA, I met Bob Goen. Mm-hmm. And Bob Goen, so in the fake top 10 interviews, so I never made the top 10. I think I like tied for like 11th or 12th. Right. Uh, in the fake top 10 interviews, I was chosen. And so he interviewed me. He's like, what do you want to do when you grow up? And I'm like, I want to work with you at Entertainment Tonight. Dang. Wow. And so when we, I ended up getting the job, we had this big photo shoot. I knocked on his dressing room door and I'm like, hey, remember me? <laughs> That's crazy. I think he had a little fear at first. He's like, uh. Yeah, you're like, uh, did I get you pregnant? Yeah. Like, <laughs> what was the Very nice. copy like or the audition? Did they have you like do something in your own words or did they just yeah. like have you read a prompter? Or? I'm sure it was prompter. I yeah. don't really remember. But you were comfortable with that. You remember like yeah. just out of the gate being like. Yeah. Did, did you have a first like, like a holy shit like I'm doing this moment like your first time where you're like oh and then they let you interview Sylvester Stallone or they sent you to the whatever yeah well I had that experience at Channel One so Channel One was amazing because it went to a nine million captive audience of teenagers in homerooms so it was like being on CNN like we covered stuff that like Katie Couric would cover CNN would cover Mm -hmm. and so I uh, my first day I moved to LA I go to see my boss, Jim Morris, at Channel One News, and he's like, hey, welcome to L.A. You're getting on a plane to go to D.C. to interview Lars Ulrich from Metallica. And I go, oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah. I literally went home, repacked a bag, got on a plane, went to D.C., interviewed Lars Ulrich. He was my first interview. What sort of prep did you do for that? I couldn't remember if I tried right now, but I'm yeah. a nerd, so I do tons of research. That's what I'm getting at. Yeah, process is yeah, always Yeah, I study thorough. everything. I mean, now it's different because there's social media, so I have to study everyone's social media feeds. Right, and, see what um, they've been tweeting about. Yeah, or... back then, I mean, I was interviewing for Napster because he was on Capitol Hill for ah, Napster, so mm-hmm. I was studying Napster and the whole case. And, and then soon after that, I interviewed President Bush. I went to South Africa to cover the AIDS epidemic and did lots of really Jeez. cool things. And, and I was 22. You're That's just doing bonkers, right? In that, the history yeah. of just reporting and news and yeah. journalism, right? Like, what is there? Insane. An, yeah. Like, what Insane. is the standard or the average age that somebody should I don't be able know to break what the into jobs? Age like that. is, but usually you have to go through all the local, you know, local yeah. news places. And so I kind of skipped that whole step because Channel One was such an incredible platform. Mm-hmm. I had a girlfriend that was in the NBC Page program after broadcast journalism at USC, and that was like a cool stepping stone. And then yeah. she went to Reno to be a reporter, yeah. and that was like a big deal because it was like with her experience and it was like a not a huge market but not as we're the number 32 market in the nation yeah. this is reno baby yeah. <laughs> like but um but didn't just to go right up to entertainment that's tonight. crazy yeah uh what are what would you think are big or the biggest misconceptions people have about like being an entertainment reporter I've never thought of that. Jesus, Katie Kirk Williams. That's hey, a man. great question. Yeah. Brad Williams asked the hard-hitting questions. <laughs> I'm going for tears. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, I feel like a lot of people... I don't know. Tell me what you think the misconceptions are and I'll... Well, I, I just... My nose is itchy. That means I'm going to get into yeah. a fight. Are we about to fight? <laughs> what? I mean, it's like a Greek thing. If your nose is itchy, it means you're about to fight. Is it really? <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> 
<laughs> have you ever fought a dwarf before? I don't know. That's oh, all you shit, have to do, by the way. Be awesome. This could be this could be like your celebrity death match. I don't yeah. know. Uh, did, uh, we, we we talked about this when I did when I did your show, but did your nose get itchy when you almost got kidnapped six times? I mean, well, you know what? I actually thought about it. The the last one wasn't. I was afraid we were going to get kidnapped. I thought about it after. I go shit. I Brian Williams a little. Um, it wasn't. <laughs> That's still a term, by he, the way. He, the yeah. guy came into the driveway. I remembered. I had to think of the whole story, and yeah. I was with my cousin, and we were like terrified. But yeah, because anyway. so how, that takes are, off one of them. I don't remember. But how still, many we were five at. times. No, I, I don't even, remember how many it was. It was a couple like, times. You just kept talking about all these times where yeah. someone was yeah there was like a drug you. dealer in town who chased me with his car once i had to jump into bushes there was a guy at the pet store <laughs> what? um in the meadow Glen mall in medford and my brother screamed as he grabbed my hand yeah that's just, oh I mean, my anyway, god well, it happened a few times thankfully liam neeson listens to this podcast yeah and he's and he's gonna come hang out with I you i just saw taken for the first time whatever kevin and i were in connecticut and we have um we have a house there. My parents stay there, and mm-hmm. uh, and we have a screening room. And so we went. and We got all this ice cream, and we had ice cream Sunday night, and we watched Taken, and it was awesome. Yeah, it's incredible. <laughs> I actually sat up. I couldn't yeah. sit or lay back. I was so. You're on the edge of your seat, literally. Oh my god, that was how good, good is he in that movie? He's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it, I just love the fact that you had. It, that you eat ice cream because I'm sure there's a lot of people listening to this that goes she probably just eats kale all wait, day wait you guys are going to love me I found the best place here in LA it's called Magpies Magpies it's that's in what my, Tarzana that's what my grandmother used to call you're me you're going to leave here today and you're going to go there and you're going to thank me you're going to bring Jasmine home a okay. pie Okay. I'm going to tell you which pie it's like this it's a vegan pie too how dare oh. you alright now oh. alright uh, yeah, so this is, this has no, been no, no, no. Yeah, a lot of fun no 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 I got it because I went to my my neighbors for a dinner and some of them don't eat dairy and it was the greatest dessert I've ever eaten in my whole life Holy ever sh- ever ever What's a, what, what flavor is it it's like sweet cream and then there's this crunchy topping and then there's a pie crust and there's like a thin chocolate dribble in the middle and it's the Dang. greatest thing you'll ever eat in your life are you one of these people that can eat anything and you don't gain a pound I can eat anything and be okay. okay. I will get some cellulite. I will mm-hmm. gain a little here or there, but I'm not a crazy girl that's obsessed about it. So mm-hmm. I will survive and be fine with whatever I have to yeah. deal with. Has, <laughs> Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah. Have you ever, I'd rather eat and live and enjoy. Right? Good. Yeah. Uh, I love hearing that. Have you ever had those sort of uh, stereotypical horrific moments that people hear about where like, <laughs> A producer came up to you and said, "Like you got to lose ten pounds, or you got to do something." Because yeah, we deal with that all the time in our world. Comedy club bookers are like, "You're too fit. Stop. You're too fit. Get schlubbier. You know? Your calves Stop. are too good. You're not Jewish enough. It's yeah. distracting from your comedy." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh Brad my. Williams, grow three inches. Grow three <laughs> inches. Then, then we'll you'll talk. make it. Then you'll make it in this. Nothing's business. funny about your hair. <laughs> oh my god! No, I never had that. I that, actually remember a boss being like. <laughs> telling Kevin like she just doesn't give a shit like her ass is huge she doesn't care this is before asses were cool her, her ass is huge she yeah. doesn't give a shit yeah that's crazy he's, yeah he, I had the reverse where people were just like confused by like my confidence and yeah. I was like he's saying that to to, to your, my husband to your, like, I mean I, my then boyfriend yeah, yeah. At the time boyfriend like hey your girl's ass is big like that's yeah. that's weird and, yeah. and expecting not to get punched in the face yeah I mean Kevin I don't think that bothered him <laughs> <laughs> I mean and then while while doing all the entertainment, uh, you know, all the entertainment reporting, you continue to act like you got parts and stuff. Mm-hmm. Was like, was there ever a part of you that like wanted to just stop and just 
start doing acting or mm-hmm. did you want, yeah yeah I thought it was so much fun and I really thought that that was going to be my trajectory I yeah. was like this is going to be it I'm going to mm-hmm. do this and everything else was just pulling tighter like the the journalism end of it just got so so real for me and I loved that too mm-hmm. um, and then I realized like the acting thing was fun when you got the job, but the yeah. auditioning was so not fun and I hated it. Yeah, it's a bummer. And so I'm like, why would I keep pursuing something where there's an element of it I really hate? Right. And then I also was limited because I wasn't going to be able to do sex scenes and I wasn't mm-hmm. going to do... And if you watch anything right now, it's very rare to see stuff where that isn't involved. I just can't do it. At some point, yeah. Yeah. Can't. Yeah, and good of you to recognize that mm. and know that about yourself because how many times have we seen stuff where actresses give an interview when they're 23 and go like, I'll never, yeah. ever, and then three years later they're doing, uh, well, it was for Game of Thrones and I felt yeah. it was appropriate. Yeah. So that, I mean, that, that, that happens all the time. Yeah, and good for them. I just, I can't even go to the doctors and strip down. Like, <laughs> I'm not going to get naked on camera. Yeah, that's That would crazy. take a, ama- like I did the nude issue of Allure magazine mm-hmm. and it took everything I had in me. To be able to do that, but I mean, you have to like clear the room, be like, only yeah, it can only be a few people, or... right? No, and of course, all it was a male photographer, but then yep. all male assistants, and so you're yep. in there in your robe, and you're That's like, crazy. how do I get on the bed? Yeah, with them mm. not looking, and then I was like, okay, Marie, you got to be brave, <laughs> and it's going to be like two seconds; they're barely going to see anything, and I just I was like, be a big girl, and so I was a big girl, and I kind of just. <laughs> Took the robe off and got down really fast. Yeah. <laughs> Do you well, enjoy the photo shoots and red carpets and just all the getting pictures taken? Yeah. 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 You don't mind it? Yeah, because that's where I get to like kind of express my creativity a yeah. little bit with like fashion and stuff like that. Because otherwise, my my daily fashion is this is as good t- as it gets: jeans and a white jeans. t-shirt. But that's Str- also awesome. Strategically <laughs> ripped jeans. <laughs> yeah exactly uh do you uh so you really like plan like outfits with your do you have like a um i designer, do publicist? have a stylist that stylist, i've worked yeah. with <clears throat> um so it depends if i can do it myself i do it myself um it just depends on how busy things are if you're too busy to go deal with all the pulling and the mm-hmm. figuring it out uh are you the only person that's ever been on entertainment tonight access hollywood and extra <clears throat> And E. And E. Yeah. That's like every entertainment. Actually, shit, I never thought of that. That's I crazy. I like, yeah, like that's. That's, that's a- like if Trebek also hosted Wheel of Fortune, <laughs> he'd have classic concentration, Jeopardy. Oh, right. Wow. And, you know. He did classic whatever. Fuck yeah. Classic concentration. That was an underrated yeah. show. Yeah, before I Jeopardy. I feel like he did another one too. But yeah, that's crazy you did all four of those. Yeah, yeah. it's like the entertainment reporter's version of the EGOT. Like What's you, the what is that? That is the Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, Tony. Oh my god! I just got into an exclusive club. That's so cool that I didn't even realize. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So you founded the club. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then I'm not uh, only the hair. You don't have to clean it up. I'm, only, I'm not only the club president, <laughs> yeah, but I'm yeah. also a client. Yeah, yeah. And then, of course, the the, the question we have to ask is, uh, what does Mario Lopez smell like? Fart. <laughs> We knew it. <laughs> we knew we it. We knew it, Lopez. You owe me ten bucks, Dad. Yeah. <laughs> You're not perfect, Lopez. You smell <laughs> like smell like fart. No, one singular fart. Yeah. It wasn't yeah. plural. He actually always did smell good, but I used to rag on him because his his team used to be like he farts all the time. So I remember buying him underwear with the dryer sheet thing built in, <laughs> and I left it on his desk. 
Yeah. I can't wait. I think it was his son or somebody like I think one of his his daughters said something <laughs> funny once mm-hmm. and then everybody was talking about him farting and so I <laughs> as a gag I left him a That's gift. That's awesome. I cannot wait to meet Mario Lopez for the first no, time. No, you can't tell him. And I will tell him. <laughs> you know. This is between us. I have insider information <laughs> yeah. that you that you smell like fart that singular. You're you're real good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and are are you constantly because it seems like you're constantly like moving on to a new venture do you like to do things that scare you or that are kind of unknown I do like was Dancing with the Stars scary for you terrifying yeah why terrifying because I never took a dance class in my life Mm -hmm. and because I I just thought there was just no way yeah um, so I almost took it back after I said yes. Mm-hmm. And then we all kind of were like, no, we're going to do this. Yeah. And then I embraced it. But I love challenging myself because I think that when, first of all, life would be so boring if you didn't. Yeah. When I have found that living happens in that moment where you're like, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. Ah! Oh my God, I did it. In that moment of, am I going to sink or swim? That's yeah. where life happens. Yep. And so whether you're going out to the biggest audience you've ever had and you're going to do a whole new comedy bit and you're like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. And then you either sink or swim. Right. And so Dancing with the Stars, it was that every week. It was sink or swim. And that feeling is so extraordinary. And then I can use that in the next moment. So for example, when I did my Pasa Doble dance, I remember looking at Kevin and being like, got this like he because mm-hmm. he would look up at me at the in the balcony and be like good luck yeah, and i'd yeah. be like oh, I don't know what's gonna happen <laughs> this time i was like i got this so now i use that moment when i need to jump into confidence mode and i'm gonna do something that's scary mm-hmm. i'll jump into that time and space remember how i felt in that moment and then use that into the next moment so it's kind of like a a a virtual journal of sorts where you're like, okay, or like a time yeah. warp where well, you can use it. Yeah, yeah. You, you you can pull on past <clears throat> moments. Yeah. And the same the same way when a comic goes up and do a and does and has a good set when they should not have had a good set. Either mm-hmm. there was a heckler or it was a bad room or whatever. The next time that happens, we're like, oh no, I've succeeded here before. Yes. I can do this. Yeah, you can access it again. That's why like WrestleMania, scariest thing I could ever you think of doing in my life. WrestleMania. Yeah. At what stadium? Dolphin Stadium. Dolphin Stadium. What? Seventy thousand fans. What? Yeah. And and you are like you 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 had had matches before then. Yeah. But two. How? It, Through what? It was WrestleMania. At, well, I started wrestling in the WWE. <laughs> <laughs> She's done it all. The so fuck? they asked. They were doing. They were starting Monday Night Raw yeah. with the guest hosts, and I wanted to do it so bad. So one day, I finally had lunch with my publicist. I said, "We got to get on the WWE. I want to do this." Mm-hmm. He's like, "Okay." Wrote it down, and then like two or three weeks later, he calls me and he goes, "Okay, I'm going to admit I haven't called them." He goes, "But you're going to die. They called me." And I said, great, tell them yes on one condition, I want to wrestle. And they didn't take me seriously. (laughs) Yeah, of course. But I ended up hiring a coach here in the Valley, and I started training. So when I showed up that day, and they're really malleable, like they can do things on a whim. When I showed up that day, I went and met their trainer, and I was like, this is what I can do. And I showed them all my moves. Mm -hmm. And from there on, we choreographed like all of these like skits that we were going to do that were going to lead up to it. And so I did tribute for the tribute to the troops i did that other monday night raw 
and then I kept heckling Beth um, Beth Phoenix Beth Phoenix yeah. the Glamazon on mm-hmm. Twitter and stuff to get another match not nice. realizing they were going to give us one at Wrestlemania so you were like so you were talking smack oh yeah to, what a great move that oh, seems like yeah. the most fun part of I that I kept yeah? it going because I was I loved it oh my god the high Wait, what yeah. was your character name um, well I wanted to call myself the Golden Greek but I didn't have enough under my to do that I had some great music I can't remember but yeah um, but I was just myself I always wore a Greek flag for for my peeps and you guys choreographed like moves too I mean like uh, yeah we had the whole thing down yeah. and what's that training like pretty intense yeah yeah cause I yeah. remember like when you, you there's a lot of people that think like oh those ropes are like rubber bands and no. I want to tell people no no and when you get not. on the ground and you hit that that floor it hurts yeah it's it hurts. not a trampoline yeah but it's un friggin believable biggest rush ever yeah oh my god well, i'm don't... so sad i had brain surgery and i think this is it for me because i really wanted to make a comeback <laughs> and and do more but it'll never happen now oh but cool you got to do it i did yeah and you like you how many people can say that they did wrestlemania yeah. like, a, a bunch of wrestlers but not that many yeah. people outside of that world but here's the thing like for me i i've been able to do things on these cool levels but for anybody yeah mm-hmm. i really i advocate for people to push themselves out of their comfort zones even if you're gonna fail it's like you're stretching and you're growing and you're yeah you've got to do it that's yeah. where living happens and you learn from that experience and that carries over to the next experience because then yeah. you're just a little more confident to take on something yeah, new why live scared <clears throat> and like in your own little like yeah like orb. i was scared of that bird when it came uh, into my <laughs> you should have been like i'm gonna ride you like a dragon <laughs> well, maybe the next bird well, <laughs> <laughs> i said that when Bro. i see brad yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. um and, and what if it was bringing you a message <laughs> see i invite the bird i say shit on me because yeah. it's good luck <laughs> Is it really? Oh, I've had Is every that a Greek bird. Thing? Guys, my greatest contracts have come after a bird's pooped on me. <laughs> yes, I'm telling you. Okay, what? my first break came mm. after some seagulls nailed me in in Boston. Now, seagulls, if a seagull poops, it's like a bucket of white <laughs> shit hitting your head, okay? And so the seagulls nailed me. I yeah. remember I was doing a student film. I was covered head to toe. I looked like Casper, but with seagull poop. <laughs> Oh my God. Yeah. And I went home. I showered multiple times, went back out, finished my film. And then I think it was within like a month or so, I got my job at Channel One. You have to be the only person in the world who, if a bird ever poops on you, you're like, oh my God, in two months, I'm going to win the Nobel Peace Prize. Totally. (laughs) No, recently I was like, I haven't been pooped on in a long time. I need a break. I was like walking under the tree and I'm like, Anybody? Looking for it, <laughs> egging on the birds. I bet you can't hit me from here. Yeah, I'm telling you. <laughs> you just like you climb just, like, in a tree, <laughs> drive to the beach, and hang out under the telephone wires. Like, yes. come on, I need I'm a break. Put an X lax in the bird feeder. <laughs> Is there an in- Give it. <laughs> she lit up. That's yeah. an idea. <laughs> has there been? Uh, a, is it a comparable feeling? The nerves for like Dancing with the Stars to the ring to um, interviewing somebody <clears throat> that you. Uh, and there's a two-part question that you um, uh, have just have more nerves than you anticipated. And then piggyback on that, has there been someone you've ever interviewed or sat down with uh, in your career that you just straight up were like overwhelmed because you were such a fan or wanted to make sure you did the uh, uh, the interview justice and asked the right questions? Yes, 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 yes. Great. <laughs> when you were um, 10. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, yes, the feelings are all comparable. It's like that complete like terror meets excitement meets holy Mm. shit this feeling doesn't really exist often kind of moment like you're in gorilla and you're about to exit to 70,000 fans I love the fact that I know what 
in gorilla means. Yes. I know that slang. <laughs> yes. Uh, gorilla is the gorilla monsoon position, which is right before you exit out onto the ramp mm-hmm. in, the, in, the, in the WWE. Okay. Yeah. Back to the story. Yeah. By the way, being left out of a high five on a topic uh, you know nothing about is like getting a bird shitting on your head. Well, now we're going to have to educate you in the WWE. Please so Vince do. McMahon's exactly. back there with his yeah, headphones. And, you know, yeah. they're doing their thing. So anyway, um, or, you know, just before a dance, you're just like, <gasps> You know, um, that would be usually when I realized I have to pee and then I'd have to like mad dash to go pee and then figure out how I'm going to deal with all these costumes and I've got a minute till commercial comes back. Anyway. um, And then, then, yeah, an interview, for example, I'll never forget. I was in Butte, Montana. Been there. To do stand up. (laughs) Holy shit. I can't believe that you're even talking about Butte, Montana. Butte, Montana. Did you go to the mining museum? Did I go where? To the mining museum? No, but I saw it. Okay. <laughs> Thought about it, and then I was like, so, I want to get out of Butte. <laughs> actually, it was on this day, Okay. however many years ago. Can't do the math. I think it was 2008. Yeah, it was when, when Obama was elected. I got, uh, I flew to Butte, Montana with Kevin. Nobody wanted to do the interview. Everybody wanted to have their 4th of July weekend. So mm-hmm. I was tasked to go interview the then Senator Obama and his wife, Michelle. Shut the up in Butte why were they in Butte they were in Butte Montana on a campaign stop and what if he was doing uh, the same gig I was doing and <laughs> shitty bar it happened to be their daughter's birthday so it was it was either tomorrow I officially interviewed them whatever it was today or tomorrow yeah. it was the 4th of July holiday and uh, and I was prepared for the interview I'd done all my homework and it was for Access Hollywood but I was also working for the Today Show, so some of it would be purposed for there. So I had to think mm-hmm. of Today Show questions. And then Dang. I was also at Nightly News. And at Nightly News, I had created a segment called The Candidates Kids, where I interviewed all the candidates' kids Brilliant. to find out yeah. more about the parents. Sure. When I had asked for the Obamas, they said they were too young, but keep us posted on who you get. Mm-hmm. So I would send them all the other interviews so they could see that they were not malicious or yeah, it wasn't right. politically it's like driven. It's really talking. just like, let's learn about who these people are as people. Yeah. yeah. And you're, you're, you're not doing the gotcha stuff. Like, so why is your dad a monster? Does he use a like belt or a spoon? Yeah. 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 You're not saying exactly. that. Yeah. So, uh, I remember being there and I remember the girls and they wanted to see the mining museum. And my husband is a nerd had already gone through it. And he goes, I'll take them. So Kevin takes the girls with the nanny through the mining museum mm-hmm. and I'm sitting there thinking I think I'm being set up for an interview perhaps because the, they, they were like hey show the girls your puppies whatever they want to get a dog and I'm showing them my dogs and I was like this is so interesting so anyway um, I was like I think there might be a potential interview might be coming I had this like little psychic feeling mm-hmm. so when Kevin came back with the girls they're hanging on him Calling him Uncle Kevin. Uncle Kevin! Let's look at it again. Let's oh my go again. Gosh. Whatever. We're sitting with them at like on a stoop, and he's like, All right, girls, your dad's got this in the bag. So how are we decorating your rooms? And they're like, <laughs> little little Sasha was like, You don't know that. And uh, yeah. she was like, like so sassy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, Girls, I know everything. Okay. <laughs> so this is just months before he's elected. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden. They sit down, and now I have a family interview. Now, the interview I'm prepared for. for is completely different. Right. And I'm like, ah, just like coming out of gorilla. But they don't know that. It's like I'm about to go yeah. do the pasta doble, like, ah, ah, ah. Yeah. And I have to shift the whole interview. 
because now you're interviewing them in front of the children. On the spot, because the yeah. little girls just jumped into the interview. Yeah. How does that change it? You just have to... Well, because now you're not asking like adulty adult stuff. Sure. Right? There might have been some things in there I wanted to talk to them about how they're going to handle their candidacy, like stuff like that. So now it's a family interview. Mm-hmm. So yeah, when you talk about those feelings, are they all comparable? 100% comparable. Wow. I was... Fight or I flight. I swear. I was you can't swear. Out. I was freaking out and I was so excited because I knew I had something historic. No one had ever gotten the family interview. I don't think they have y- since. I think that's been the only time. I, I can't think of a time where someone got I feel got like there was a documentarian eventually mm-hmm. that did something. I don't remember exactly the, the thing about it. but um, Starting an interview like mm-hmm. that too seems... I mean, starting an interview in general... Uh, is daunting, almost like writing a script or a first, mm-hmm. a first line of a joke or whatever. But like, so did you have an initial question and then you threw that out the window based on like just reading the room of the of how you guys sat down or did you? I don't remember yeah. what I started with. All I know is I was like, okay, I'm going to get to know this family. And yeah. to me, my job was let's get to know all of them, their dynamic, who they are at home. At that point, they were being regarded as like elitists. People didn't mm. like Michelle, ironically. Jesus. or And they thought that he was an elitist and all these things. And then after that interview, you saw this beautiful family. Yeah. And I remember being at the airport sobbing uncontrollably. And I couldn't understand why. And I must have felt. Were you in C group at Southwest? Is that? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, keep going. That's always reason to cry. No, no business select. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I was just so emotional, and and I look back, and I, I, my body knew something big had just happened. That's and awesome. So, Have you interviewed uh, <clears throat> him like after the election, <clears throat> or all? seen him since? I haven't seen them since. No I way. Oh, I, I mean, know. you're married to the kid's uncle. I know. So Gavin got yeah. screwed. You know what? And you're so humble. You're probably not going to recognize it as this, but like that is a not only historic moment in your career, but like that definitely contributed to yeah. all of all of that. Like, so I will give you something really right? interesting. I okay. can't find this article for the life of me. However, ABC had heralded it as one of the top five defining moments that led to his presidency that's incredible. and i worked for nbc wow. who got the biggest coup trifecta access hollywood today show nightly news everyone ran it and they mm-hmm. ran it literally a million times over the eight years he was president yeah i can only imagine <clears throat> what happens so. career-wise uh, after that like that's getting like that's hitting a home run do you like do you start being like all right now we're... my quote bring up my quote well, for no, sure that but i mean no. like other no, opportunities after or... that Nothing. I got a lot of grief Respect. because all of the journalists hated me for getting that interview. But I was like, right, right place, right time, Fuck right it. elements. Everything came together. So you took it. Like that's an, uh, let's like not skip over the fact that's that you said true. everyone wanted to take their fourth and and not that's work. True. And you're like, oh cool, I'm gonna do what nobody else wants to do. That's and true. because of that, I got rewarded. Yeah. I mean, three uh, connections to Butte, friggin' Montana. <laughs> By the way, I literally have not thought. Of, here's what I have a joke about Butte. I go, you hear things like, you know, hey, do you hear what happened at that Arby's last night? Or uh, there's an av- uh, an avalanche killed Rob's cat last night. Like I heard the craziest sound bites just being around there because it was such a small, isolated town. But like now, I have a much different That's perspective so of it. <laughs> and, and I love the. F- <clears throat> I, I seem to be seeing a theme throughout all these accomplishments you've had in your career is that you seem to visualize these things before they happen. Yeah. And and not just as a pipe dream, but like no, this is gonna happen. I'm gonna be. I'm going to go out to L.A. I'm, I'm going to do this thing. I'm going to do wrestling. I'm going to be an entertainment reporter. Like, yeah. I, like it, you, you seem to have 
that sort of twitch that happens and you visualize and it comes true. So I guess the, my question is, is there anything that you've been visualizing lately? Like what's the next thing for you? Thanks for that reminder because I feel like I forgot to visualize along the way. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess I have been, I just haven't been realizing it because I visualized everything down to my house. Like when I was growing up, I was like, someday I'm going to have a house. It's going to look like the white house. <laughs> and then one day I look at my house. I'm like, shit, it kind of looks like the white house, a teeny version. Hell of it. Yeah. But, um, Someday I'm gonna be in the backyard, a full adult man un- under the height of four foot five is gonna be asking me questions. <laughs> I'm gonna be perfect. Yes. I'm gonna have a Jewish man in his thirties. I fucking my pool chairs. <laughs> it also has yeah. like movie lot vibes. Do you get that? My house? Fuck yeah! Really? Well, you don't think so? There's uh, there's different buildings everywhere. Oh, yeah, yeah. Also, just the way the layout with the fountain and like the brick and the walkways, and it's just it's Thanks. spatially very. Thanks. Incredible. And uh, you told me that uh, this house did not look like this at all when you guys moved oh, in. Oh, no, no, no. Like, no. you completely redid everything. Was that by part of the appeal? You guys wanted to fix? No, it was just, it was run down. It was really tired. Like, right here was just trees. This wasn't even here. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, we just, little by little, took it on. Um, so, the visualization thing is interesting. I think... I forget what you asked me about. Well, what, well, what are you visualizing next? What am I visualizing yeah. next? So, <clears throat> I, I, I'm visualizing <laughs> how to... How Mario to, Lopez's fart smell. Yes. How to get that plane or helicopter not to sound really loud right now. Yep. <clears throat> Let's sing during the break. Wah, 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 And now a brief commercial break. <laughs> All right. Now we're good. And the interlude music is over. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to figure out how to work as little as possible. Okay. And, uh, and show more. And just be happy. But I don't know. I'm trying to figure it out. I I don't know. I'm I I want to do a bunch of different things. Mm-hmm. I don't know which one yet officially. I'm just yeah. kind of keeping it all in the back of my head. Like I was telling Kevin yesterday. I'm like, is it stupid? I just want to kind of go on a trip and just talk to people and see who's the happiest out there like is is the happiest man the guy on the porch in Wisconsin who makes just enough money to pay his bills but he like sits on his porch and has his like his coffee and just looks at the beautiful acreage in front of him and has a simple life or is it the person in like France who's eating croissants and just <laughs> has an art studio and just yeah, yeah. you know like who is it that's happy like I'm on a quest to find who has the happiest life because that's happy. what I want I just yeah. want to be happy and what is the balance of work that right. creates that happiness yeah and, and there's this there's probably a, a, a mindset that uh, a lot of people have, which is I have to work ridiculously hard so I can be happy and so I can be successful. Mm-hmm. But then, what is success? Is success like you say? Yes. Is it having uh, multiple pool chairs? Yeah, yeah the, it yeah, is. The, to me, it is the mansion. I'm with sorry, the I'm still on this, but I don't get to have them. <laughs> yeah, but that's success. <laughs> but Shout like, out to Christ. <laughs> yeah. Hey guys, Adam Ray here. Hope you're enjoying the episode with Maria Menunos. Just want to let you know that the audio cut out the last 15 minutes of this episode, so we had to pull it from the cameras we were filming the episode with. So that's what you'll hear for the last 15 minutes. It's not what we wanted uh, to happen, obviously, but it happened. And you know what? We're making the best of it. You still get it, and it sounds fine. The last 15 minutes, just wanted to give you a heads up so you weren't like, what the fuck happened? Am I having a stroke? No, you're not. 
At least I hope not. Uh, anyway, here's the last 15 minutes with Maria Menounos. Biggest coup. Trifecta. Access Hollywood Today Show News. Everyone ran it. And mm-hmm. he ran it literally a million times over the eight years he was president. Yeah, I can only imagine. <laughs> what happens career-wise after that? Like, that's getting, like, that's hitting a home run. Do you, like, do you start being like, all right, now my we're... My quote? Bring up my quote? Well, for now. sure that. But, I mean, like, no. other yeah, opportunities or... That. Nothing. I got a lot of grief Respect. because all of the journalists hated me for getting that interview. But I was right. like, right place, right time, Fuck right it. elements. Everything came together. So you took it. Like that's. An, uh, let's like not skip over the fact that's that you said true. everyone wanted to take their fourth and, and not that's work. True. And you're like, oh cool, I'm gonna do what nobody else wants to do. That's and true. because of that, I got rewarded. I mean, three connections. Did you forgive Montana? <laughs> By the way, I literally have not thought of. Here's what, I have a joke about Butte. I go, you hear things like, you know, hey, do you hear what happened at that Arby's last night? Or uh, there's an av- uh, an avalanche killed Rob's cat last night. Like, I heard the craziest sound bites just being around there because it was such a small, isolated town. But, like, now I have a much different That's perspective funny. on it. <laughs> and, and I love the that I, I seem to be seeing a theme throughout all these accomplishments you've had in your career is that you seem to visualize these things before they happen. Yeah. And, and not just as a pipe dream but like no this is gonna happen i'm gonna be i'm gonna go out to la i'm, I'm gonna do this thing i'm gonna do wrestling i'm gonna be an entertainment reporter like yeah. I, like it, you you seem to have that sort of twitch that happens and you visualize and it comes true so i guess the, my question is is there anything that you've been visualizing lately like what's the next thing for you thanks for that reminder because i feel like i forgot to visualize along the way mm-hmm. Um, but I guess I have been, I just haven't been realizing it. Because I visualized everything down to my house. Like when I was growing up, I was like, someday I'm going to have a house. It's going to look like the White House. <laughs> and then one day I look at my house and I'm like, shit, it kind of looks like the White House. Mm-hmm. Like a TV version. Hell yeah. Um, someday I'm going to be in the backyard, a full adult man uh, un- under the height of four foot five is going to be asking me questions. <laughs> it's I'm be perfect. Yeah. I'm going to be a Jewish man in his 30s. I fucking my pool chairs. <laughs> <laughs> It also has like movie lot vibes. Do you get that? My house? Fuck yeah. Really? Well, you don't think so? There's, there's different buildings everywhere. Oh, also, just the way the layout with the fountain, like the brick and the walkways, and it's just, it's spatially very Thanks. incredible. And, and uh, you told me that uh, this house did not look like this at all when you guys moved oh, in. Oh, no, no, no. Like no. you completely redid Was that everything. By part of the appeal, you guys wanted to fix. No, it was just it was run down. It was really tired. Like right here was just trees. This wasn't even here. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we just little by little took it on. Um, so the visualization thing is interesting. I think I forget what you asked me about. Well, what, what, what are you visualizing next? What am I visualizing yeah. next? So <clears throat> I, I I'm visualizing. <laughs> how to, how Mario to, Lopez's farts mental. Yes. How to get that plane or helicopter not to sound really loud right now. Yep. <laughs> and now a brief commercial break. <laughs> Alright, now we're good. And you're gonna leave music is over. Um I'm trying to figure out how to work as little as possible. Okay. And uh, and show more. <laughs> and just be happy, but I don't know. I'm trying to figure it out. I, I don't know. I'm, I I want to do a bunch of different things. Mm-hmm. I don't know which one yet officially. I'm just yeah. kind of keeping it all in the back of my head. Like I was telling Kevin yesterday, I'm like, is it stupid? I just want to kind of go on a trip and just 
talk to people and see who's the happiest out there. Like, is is the happiest man the guy on the porch in Wisconsin who makes just enough money to pay his bills, but he like sits on his porch and has his like his coffee and just looks at the beautiful acreage in front of him and has a simple life, or is it the person in like France who's eating croissants and just <laughs> has an art studio and just yeah, yeah. You know, like who is it that's happy? Like I'm on a quest to find who has the happiest life because that's happy. what I want. I just yeah. want to be happy and what is the balance of work that right. creates that happiness. Yeah, and there's this there's probably a, a, a mindset that uh, a lot of people have, which is I have to work ridiculously hard so I can be happy and so I can be successful. Mm-hmm. But then, what is success? Is success like you say? Yeah. Is it having uh, multiple pool chairs? Yeah, yeah the, it is. The, to me, it is. The mansion. I'm with sorry, I'm still on chairs. this, but I don't get to have them. Yeah, but that's success. <laughs> but like, yeah. <laughs> but it, but it is is happiness like you say? Just having a, a, a simple place to live. All your bills are played, uh, paid. You have the you have the health of everyone that you care about, and like, is that it? Like mm-hmm. like like what? what is that thing that we're all kind of striving for yeah. and uh and being able to like not settle but be satisfied with like you know i think all of us in this business too like there's an element of of wanting to um, of not being satisfied and always wanting more to just like but yeah. you, you define your own level of success but like you always are wanting even you just like talking about like finding like the best happy like that to me like could end up being like a travel show that you do and then yeah. because you, there could be a part of you that's like, oh, I want to do it for fun, but then like... It becomes the thing. The wor- yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's fulfilling to make it yeah. a something that people can enjoy, right? Yeah. I just think, you know, I, I, I want to be able to be creative. Yes. I want to... That never goes away. Help people, and I want to live. And I feel like having these last two years of, like, crisis in our home and Health-wise, yeah, I, I didn't know how much you wanted so to much. talk about no, that, but you uh, you got a you got a diagnosis that you thought that you were gonna die quickly. <laughs> I mean, you definitely don't think anything good when you hear you have a brain tumor. Correct. Uh, after your mom got diagnosed with a brain tumor a few months before, mm-hmm. and so it's scary and it's crazy. And it puts everything into perspective real fast. Yeah. So then when someone says, hey, I, I need you to come help me move out of my apartment, you're like, I have a brain tumor. <laughs> no. <laughs> like, yeah. uh, like uh, I, Friday. I got stuff that to do. That I'll do. Yeah. Um, or, what I won't do is I won't allow people to, um, to be cruel or nasty or mm-hmm. demeaning or... Um, yeah, what, when you say don't or allow, like you'll call people out for it, or you'll just go dismiss and go. I don't. Well, want I don't to even have that it. in my life anymore. I think that I've dealt with a lot of workplace toxicity, mm-hmm. and I've dealt with a lot of people <coughs> wanting to. What? I've worked with a lot of people who wanted to extinguish my life as much as possible, yeah. and they did. And when I got my brain tumor diagnosis, I remember my. Um, my housekeeper Violetta, who's like a second mom, she was like, how are you so calm? I'm like, I don't care anymore. I'm so tired. I'm done. Mm -hmm. And if that, to me, if this was my end, I was so ready because I was so tired Mm -hmm. of just the shit. And you see all of this and you think, whoa, her life must be amazing. And in some ways it is, yes, but I was really tortured and it was really hard. And 
I was really tired and I have had to work really, really hard for all of this. Mm -hmm. And I just don't know how to get people to understand that this doesn't really create happiness. Yeah. That this becomes like this never ending cycle of needing more, wanting more, 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 more until you die. Yeah. And, uh, it, yeah. and if you're always constantly working and you're being pulled in thousand different directions you never get to enjoy it yeah you're never you, you're it. never just sitting down on yeah. on your aforementioned pool chairs yeah. and just going like you know what i have pool chairs and some people in apartments can't have pool chairs wow okay. <laughs> and i know but it's you true. well it's true. Like, i i was in recovery it was probably six five months out of recovery right yeah. and my best friend came in to visit me and i greeted her with a blood light so excited she was in town I'm like this bud's for you and yeah, so you she comes in and we sit in my living room we start playing cards and i started to well up and she's like what's wrong and i'm like i've lived here 14 years mm. i've never once sat in my living room played cards and had a beer damn wow and that's and you realize that you go what what was i working for, for? what was i doing oh, like, so that i could buy more yeah pay right. more right maintain more give more yeah give and, more yeah and you know the gifts got more lavish and more lavish for people and but then, well, but then I was what's for you all of my energy was being sucked out yeah yeah and and i'm i mean it, it, it's it sucks that you have to go through what you had to go through to realize that, but at the same, but at the same time, yeah. At the end of it, you're like, I'm lucky I got a brain. <laughs> like, oh, I knew instantly, like, Brad. I knew yeah. instantly it was a gift because yeah. I was like, God loves me enough to say, I'm shutting this down. Uh -huh. I am John Taffering this right now. I'm shutting it down. <laughs> Thank you for quoting John Taffer. Yeah. Uh, How quickly did it all happen to where, like, diagnosis to where, and then you giving a a, a time it was like a month frame. And a half where I waited for surgery. I knew I was having surgery probably like maybe a week after I got diagnosed. Mm -hmm. um, you had to wait for a month until you had surgery? A month and a half, yeah. And I didn't Dang. tell my parents that whole time because my mom's tumor was growing apparently. And so when you have stage four brain cancer and your doctor says, we think your tumor is growing, now I'm in like this panic mode of how do I treat her and take care of her because I was her quarterback, I was her Tom Brady. Mm -hmm. And then at the same time, I'm dealing with mine. <laughs> they yeah. don't know, so I'm having to hide it from them. You didn't tell your parents? I told them three nights before surgery. So Jeez. two nights before I threw myself a birthday party because I was having surgery on my birthday. Oh my wow. God, emotional roller coaster mm -hmm. table for one. But yeah. it was like, to me, it was a rebirth. So when Dr. Black was like, so I got June 6th and June 8th, I'm like, well, I got to shoot on June 6th, shit. We'll do June 8th on my birthday. He's like, no pressure, huh? And I'm like, nope. And once again, you putting, not canceling the the business thing. Yeah, well, I committed. Yeah, and you're like, nope, that's what I gotta do. I so. committed. Well, so you and... want to keep some sort of normalcy, right, during that time, just to keep your mind off it, or no? Uh, Is that just a straight up For me, it's like I commit to something, yeah. I commit to something, gotcha. I'm, I'm in, there's no canceling, there's no backing out. Mm -hmm. um, but. I had, so I was having a party two nights before, a couple people there were gonna know. Yeah. So it was like if someone slips and my parents find out that way, so I told them three nights before, but I like, I went in like with Kevin at 9.30 at night, just as they're about to close their eyes. I'm like, you guys, we gonna talk to you about something and their eyes light up. And I'm like, no, we're not pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> 
<clears throat> so I made it really fast. I was like, so mom, like, you know, you have a brain tumor and yours is cancerous. And she's like, yeah. And I go, you know, there are other tumors that aren't. And we just found out that I have a brain tumor as well, but mine is probably not cancerous. We're just going to go in on Thursday. No big deal. We're going to talk yeah. black. You know him. We're going to go to Caesars. It's going to be really fast. They're going to be in and out. No big deal. And I like confuse them. So like my mom's eyes are welling up and my dad's just looking at me horrified. I'm like, no big deal. All right. We'll see you later. Like, it's all good. Well, sleep like, well. Yeah. And so we confused them enough and we're super positive about it that they didn't really feel it, I feel like. And so they stood in shock, and then I was out of the surgery with it before they knew it. What's it, what, what's it like? <laughs> Jesus. I mean, that seems like the way to do it, though, right? Yeah. Just yeah. dish it out real quick. What, I mean, going into brain tumor removal surgery, is there a part of you that, like, as they're giving you the anesthetic, they're like, yeah, there's a possibility I could not wake up from this? Uh, I was in a really super positive state. Yeah. So for that month and a half, there were moments where I felt like a Mack truck was hitting me in the chest. And I was like, oh, holy shit, honey, is someone really sawing my skull open and taking a brain tumor out? This is insane. And he'd be like, yeah, 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 yeah. we're going to be fine. No problem. Okay. <laughs> and so like, we're like, all right. And then I just, we had gone through so much heaviness with my mom. Yeah. And I just didn't want to put everybody through more. And I just for some reason just shifted into positivity and laughter and we have a joke in our house or a mantra and it's called comedy must rule mm-hmm. and so I would sing little jingles like about my brain tumor I called her Debbie I had a code name for her because we didn't tell people right um till so after so, so instead of like the uh, same way some women are like oh my aunt Flo is visiting you yeah. like, oh De- <laughs> Debbie's being a bitch today. yes that's exactly <laughs> what we did oh god and you don't then, have any friends named Debbie that were around when you doing that do you? no no I'm right here Maria <laughs> <laughs> no and then I think uh I just, I didn't want to live in that kind of place. And honestly, like I had said, I was so tired. I was going to say, it's exhausting. That Mm -hmm. I was like, you know what? If this is my time, this is my time. It's all good. I've done cool shit. I'm good. Um, The thing I was most scared about was the catheter. First of all, I didn't want the doctor seeing me naked. So I was like, please don't let Dr. Black see me naked. I'll never see him look him in the eyes again the same way. So I was like begging the nurse. It was the only time a tear trickled down my cheek. I was like, please, will you protect me? Cover me. I don't want everybody seeing me. And she was like, oh my God, I've had to have surgery here with my colleagues. And I was mortified for the same reason. I got you. Yeah. And I had my Rocky theme music. So we had a theme song playing while they rolled me out. And when I wa- went into the room, they had my music, and that was it. What are the symptoms of that even? Like, how do you even of start? A brain tumor? Yeah. You know, it's really important that you ask that because uh, a lot of people have them and don't even know mm-hmm. because the symptoms mirror stress symptoms. So, headaches. Yeah, because I've gotten gnarly headaches yeah. and gotten CAT scans because I freaked myself out, and then just to make sure. Yeah. But I don't even know what these symptoms were. So Yeah, so you got. Um, really bad headaches. I didn't realize I was getting really bad headaches, but I was getting really bad headaches. Uh, my vision was getting weird. Uh, I was having really bad ear pain. And it depends on where your tumor is, sure. what symptoms you're going to have. Slurred speech, super lightheaded. If I would sit down, the second I'd get up, super lightheaded. Um, and so I went to the doctor for my ear because I thought I had an ear infection. And when he checked my ear, he's like, you don't have an ear infection. What else are you feeling? He was very thorough. Mm-hmm. And as I finished saying all the things I just said to you, I was like, oh, shit. And he goes, what? And I go, 
I know you're going to think I'm crazy, but I think I have a brain tumor like my mom. And he was like, I don't think you're crazy. I don't want to alarm you, but what you're telling me isn't making me feel very good. And so let's get an MRI. Wow. So you knew. So an MRI is different than a yeah. CAT scan. Yeah. 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 But you know, I knew, I didn't know before that. And that's why I tell people you've got to go in for your annual physical. You've got to keep a pain journal because we're all so busy now that yeah. you forget all of these things. You're, it, you're pushing things to the side because you're like, well, I have this thing to do and this thing, this, this yes. thing, on, this thing coming up. So yeah. I, I, I can't talk about the, my blurred vision, but I'll just figure it out. I can see generally. Yeah. And when you sit with a doctor, you're you're usually inclined to be like, oh, I'm all good. I'm all, at least yeah. that's, I come from that. My dad's always like, I'm fine. I'm fine. Everything's great. Right. And so um, you got to go because I went. That's how I discovered it. Otherwise, I could have had a stroke and discovered it and been paralyzed. Um, you know, it was a sizable tumor and it was on some really important facial nerves. I could have had facial paralysis and yeah. all kinds of things. Well, and you can't be reporting about the Spice Girls reunion with fate with facial paralysis. No, no. I'll never forget Dr. Black just before surgery was like, "Hey, I saw you up on the big screen in the movie theaters because I was the yep. movie." Before, but yeah, before every movie, you see, you hey. see you. Oh my God, my Winnie the Pooh interview is out right now. It just came out yesterday. You, wait, yes. I you Winnie the Pooh. It's my greatest interview I've ever done in my life. <laughs> I started crying, and it's like obviously I'm talking to a cartoon, and it's. Yeah. You know, so you hear me. so you hear that Obama? Yeah. You were okay. You were alright. You're second to poo. Yeah. Second to poo. That's gonna uh, be his next memoir. He was like, I saw you up there and I was like, remember that. That's how I wanna look when you're done with me. Ah. <laughs> uh, that's amazing. Um and I love hearing you put it sort of all in perspective and how now uh, hearing you saying like I'm just gonna do things that I want to do. I'm gonna yeah. cut all the bullshit because now uh, you you have your own show uh, that I want to make sure we plug. Uh, Conversations with Maria, Sirius Satellite Radio, 1 p.m. Eastern Time weekdays, channel one one oh nine. Is is it a podcast as well or just a live show? So it's a live show mm-hmm. um, weekdays on Sirius XM, and then I also started a podcast. Uh, that drops on Fridays on Apple Podcasts yeah. with the same name, Conversations with Maria Menounos. And on the podcast, I really focus on the interviews throughout the week that are health, wellness, spirituality. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like my audience getting great takeaways so that when they're done listening to it, they've learned something, they're empowered, they're enlightened, whatever yeah. it is. Um, and yeah, so, uh, you, you had my wife and I on, and yeah. uh, we had a great time. We, we, we taught you the importance of a safe word. Yes, the uh, safe word. Yeah, not, I still don't have one. Yeah, not just not not for sex. <laughs> a safe word, my wife and I have a safe word. What a safe word is it? Yeah, well, a safe word for when I'm taking a joke too far. And my, and my wife literally looks at me, says the word cephalopod, and then I know, like, all right, I have to shut the fuck up now. Yeah. <laughs> Where does that word even come from? It, 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 it's she, a bug. Yeah. It, it, I she, know, know. She explains it. it it's a, yeah. It, so that's her way of, of minimizing the yeah. brooding tension. Yeah, either a joke or a topic of conversation, and or so when... Or when Howard Stern is asking uh, your boyfriend, hey, so do you ever put it in uh, Maria Menounos' butt? Uh, you just look at Kevin and go, cephalopod, or whatever the hell your word is, yeah, and then he goes, gotcha. all right, I can't yeah, answer that question. Okay. What I did before was yeah. like, shut up! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he wouldn't listen funny. to me. Yeah. But yeah. see, the problem is, is neither of us are going to remember the same word, and he certainly isn't going to, ever, because <laughs> he loves torturing me, too. <laughs> but yeah, uh, so if you have, so if you have uh, Sirius, uh, Sirius XM, uh, listen to it, and if you just... 
have podcasts, which yeah. of course you have podcasts because you're listening to this podcast. Yeah. Uh, download Conversations with Maria. And uh, I, I feel like that having gone through the things that you've gone through, you've definitely, it's given you a new perspective. It's, it's given you a new lease. And uh, uh, I'm anxious to hear all the knowledge that you're having and that you're still discovering uh, uh, through, through your interviews. Thank you. Yeah, I've always been very inspired by the amount of like, on work-wise of everything you do and how you're able to like balance it all and it's cool to know that like what you see is what you get from Thanks. just from this time with you now and seeing all your appearances on TV yeah. and your interviews like you're very genuine I mean it's awesome yeah. I mean yeah. we talked to Vanna White and she said I just want to be Maria Menounos oh she did say that <laughs> she also said hey if, uh, if Adam like is nice enough like let him borrow a pool chair <laughs> <laughs> you can take my old there is one sad, depressed, what is that, a pineapple that's just pineapple like completely deflated? for my birthday, yeah, it's Aww. definitely tired, but how about the little um, ducky he's flipped over? That's where you put your beer. It's awesome. It's a like floating oh, beer God. See, Floating beer koozie. Yeah. yeah. There you I go. I think you should get in the pool, we'll give you a beer, and you just, just chill. Not mad at this idea at all. <laughs> I, I can't promise I'll leave. I'll turn on the waterfalls for you. There's a waterfall? Yeah. Oh, done and done. Well, yeah, over uh, there, the little waterfall. Yeah, we're, we're, we're about to all jump in Maria's pool. Yes, I'm kind of sweating, aren't you guys? Yeah. I mean, it's actually uh, not bad. It's really nice out, but it's still a little warm. Yeah, but you, I mean, this is a great spot. To, I'm wearing my bird dog shorts. I'm going I'm to I'm jump in. Uh, <laughs> once again, podcast sponsored by Bird Dogs. Go to birddogs.com. Use promo code ALN. Underwear yeah. no more. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Uh, thanks for having me. Was this good? These are awesome. Okay, it was fun. Because yeah. you do probably just so much. Oh, well, you do. So Listen, much talking in before. Oh, yeah. That means that was super comfy. Okay, good. All right. Well, thank you very much for joining us, Ray. So that's the show. Thanks for tuning in. We had laughs and stories. Now go listen to more episodes on iTunes or your phone. Subscribe and tell your family and everyone you know. But what should I tell them? Well, you can just tell them that. subscribe on iTunes to this fucking podcast, give them a five-star rating so this midget and this Jew can feel good about themselves for a couple minutes. Also, get on your iPhone or Android and get the podcast app. You can also listen to it on Stitcher or aboutlastnightpodcast.com, where you can hear past episodes with great guests like Lisa Kudrow, Paul Feig, Kevin Nealon, Bob Saget, Dion Cole, Chris D'Elia, Adam Devine, Michael McDonald, Jaleel White, Bud Friedman, Steve-O, Harlan Williams, Tom Arnold, Ron Funches, Rick Glassman, Blake Anderson, Anders Holm, Jessime Peluso, Joey McIntyre, and many, many more. I'm Tony Danza. Thanks for listening to the About Last Night podcast. Good night. That's it, right? You got it? Sweet. Boy, it smells good in that booth, by the way. What kind of candle is that? Hanukkah Willow? <laughs> nice. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. 
Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.